1: You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Let's get it going on the Locked On thunder podcast i am your host and credentialed media member rylan styles follow me on twitter at rylan underscore styles that is at r y l a n underscore s t i l a s follow the show on twitter at lo thunder email the show lo thunder at gmail.com call into the show 405-362-7128 always ways to get connected to the show on today's show brought to you by Bilt Bar. Go to builtbar.com, use promo code locked On, get 20% off your next order. We're going to dive into frequently asked questions about this season and about the Thunder's direction and about the rebuild. For example, what should you even be watching this season for if they're just trying to lose? Why are they trying to tank? Why are they trying to rebuild? What's the end goal and when will it end? Could this impact the stronghold of the fan base could this impact the Thunders longevity in Oklahoma City and so much more there are so many questions out there right now from fans that I want to try to answer them all in one podcast so we can understand the moves Oklahoma City is making so that's coming up on today's show but I do want to start with Oklahoma City creating a huge trade exception for Steven Adams in fact it's the largest trade exception ever as of right now uh, they got a 27.5 million dollar trade exception For Steven Adams in that trade to New Orleans, as Adams could say two-year extension worth $35 million with the Pelicans. And so what this means is the Thunder can absorb pretty much any salary in the NBA. obviously there are some salaries that still would not work in this in this construct, but pretty much any big salary in the NBA, the Thunder can absorb for just taking on draft picks. So if the Hornets, for example, would like to instead of waving and stretching Nick Patoon want to send him to Oklahoma City along with a first-round pick, the Thunder can help facilitate that trade to get Gordon Hayward uh, to Boston. Things like that are now possible in Oklahoma City on a much larger scale. Again, this is the most historic. This is the huge uh, trade exception that's never been done before. So great job by Sam Presti yet again to get yet another asset out of this. And for the Pelicans they extend Steven Adams because I think that they have to. I mean, I think that they have to extend Steven Adams because they gave up too much value. Multiple draft picks, George Hill, who will net back at least something. I mean, you're going to get two second-round picks, or heck, if a team gets super desperate, maybe a first-round pick if you take on a bad contract with that. I mean, there's just so many options that New Orleans gave up so much value in this deal. And again, much higher than I thought Adams' value should have been. Uh, But you cannot let him walk in free agency. You have to at least extend him these couple of years as they did. I do wonder about the fit. I think that this is a trade that in a year's time, when the emotions are not as high in Oklahoma City, when the dust settles and everyone kind of takes a deep breath, that you look back on and feel like you absolutely won. Because I'm not sure how Adams' value is that higher on the league. I think that I think that that, that Sam Presti just found the right partner at the right time. I, I wonder... If New Orleans will still like this trade in a year's time whenever they see Adams and Zion going together, I just think that that's a really awkward fit. I think that you run into the, to the paint packing that you saw in Oklahoma City. Uh, there's limited shooting in New Orleans right now. I really do not think it's a good fit in New Orleans. I don't think that Adams fits a lot of places. There's only so much a 12-9 and 9 guy with hard screens can get you, and so far he can go. And we've seen his limitations in the postseason against Rudy Gobert, against Houston's no center lineup, against Enos Cantor, against Portland. We've seen some bad postseasons with Steven Adams. I'm not sure how he fits next to Zion Williamson, and I'm not sure how he fits on a team with... Almost less shooting than Oklahoma City has had. I mean, at least last season you had Chris Paul that could shoot a little bit. You had Gallinari that can shoot the lights out of the gym. You had Shea who could stretch the floor a little bit. I'm not sure how he fits in New Orleans. I don't think that I don't think that in a year's time New Orleans will like this contract and will like this trade. But for Oklahoma City, they did a fantastic job. And Sam Presti has just continued his marvelous offseason. We're going to do winners and losers of the offseason. And spoiler alert, I have the Oklahoma City Thunder being a huge winner this offseason because they have done everything right, and I am just in awe of, of how much value that Sam Presti got back for Steven Adams. I really am. But this does put a a fork into anyone hoping that Adams would return on a team-friendly deal in the offseason, you know, next offseason after being traded to New Orleans. I am surprised he got this much money, but credit to him. I, I'm happy for him, and I hope that – I hope that the New Orleans fit is better than what I'm picturing in my head right now because I'm just not sure how him and Zion fit together. But we move on now to this upcoming season and upcoming strategy for Oklahoma City. So the first big question, and again, I want to dive into what are some things I've seen from fans who maybe don't follow the minutia of the NBA offseason and especially teams around the league so they don't really understand the complexities of team building and tanking and why you would do certain things because all Oklahoma City has shown them is trying to put their best foot forward trying to put the best team on the on, on the court trying to contend and so this is a a bit jarring To a fan base like this one, who is still relatively new to the basketball scene and just has not experienced this before, I want to try to break everything down. And if you have any more questions after this, feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Rylan underscore styles or email LLThunderPod at gmail.com or call in the show 405-362-7128. Again, voicemail episode will be on Friday. So if you do want to call in 405-362-7128, some great voicemails over there already. Now, what even is this season coming up here? It's a 72-game season. There's going to be like 25% capacity at Chesapeake Energy Arena. What even is this season? This is a rebuild season. Now, you can use the term rebuild. You can use the term that Sam Presti loves, which is reposition. You can use any sort of placeholder name, but for all intensive purposes, for a universal verbiage, it is rebuild. They're going to rebuild this team from the ground up pretty much. This roster has been totally turned over. It's been totally new now. Uh, the longest-tenured player in Oklahoma City is Hamadou Diallo. He's been on the team the longest and was drafted in 2018. Sam Presti has totally, totally reconstructed this roster. And you can go back to Monday's episode this week, uh, for the Stephen Adams trade episode, where I break down and project the roster for this upcoming season. I'd say who's on the team right now and who I expect to be on the team come December 22nd, so you can go back and listen to that. But, Again, that's another jarring stat is that Hamidou Diallo is the longest-tenured Thunder player. He's only been on the team since 2018. So that's what's happened this offseason. Obviously, when you have that many moving parts, you're trying to take a step backwards. You're not trying for the postseason anymore. In fact, your goal this season is not to win a championship. Your goal this season is to win the lottery. Your goal this season is to get the highest draft pick possible. Your goal this season is to draft Cade Cunningham. That's your prize. Your prize is no longer the Larry O'Brien trophy. And so is this the right decision? In my opinion, this is absolutely the way to go. There are really two routes for a small market team to take. There are two routes where Oklahoma City could go down. The first path is to do what the Magic are doing right now. What the Magic are doing right now is they're staying just good enough, just good enough to make the postseason, just good enough to win a playoff game, just good enough to go into the postseason every year, win game one against the Raptors, win game one against the, the, the Bucks, and, and just be there every single year. They're not going to the postseason this year uh, or last year or the year before that with the hopes of winning a championship. And everyone understands that they're not going to win the championship. So you can stay perfectly just good enough and mediocre in a small market and risk the fan base becoming apathetic because it is the exact same song and dance that they see every single year. Another first-round exit, another first-round exit. Or you can tear it all down lose basketball games on purpose by not putting a competitive roster on the floor with the hopes of drafting generational talents who can get you back on course to go right down the middle by winning a championship. You don't want to go to the left and be the magic. You don't really want to stay to the right and keep being a losing team. Eventually you want to stay in that middle lane and go win a championship. But the easiest pathway and the best pathway for a market like Oklahoma City to do that is by tanking and we'll dive into why coming up. But first, I want to tell you that the best pathway for you for a delicious and healthy snack is Bilt Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order. They have six brand-new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. You're going to want to get your hands on them today because they are soft and easy to chew. With 100% real chocolate on the outside, they're great for the health-conscious person. Losing or maintaining weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet. So get your hands on some built bars today by going to builtbar.com using promo code LOCKEDON, getting 20% off your next order. That's use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off your next order, even if you're a returning customer at builtbar.com. My personal favorite built bar has to be the cookies and cream it's just so good and it tastes exactly like cookies and cream so you're gonna want to get your hands on built bars today they're great for pre-workout they're great for post-workout they're even great as a meal replacement or a snack so try them today at builtbar.com promo code locked on 20 percent off your next order
1: the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama
0: Of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team's every day, the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. So be sure to subscribe wherever it is you get your podcast from. Leave a five star Apple Podcast review. And don't forget, on Tuesday, we had a fantastic episode with Mavs Draft, a draft expert who had some things to say about this upcoming draft class and what you're tanking for that you're not going to want to miss, as well as some unbelievable quotes about Poku and about Teo Maldon that will make you smile ear to ear. So go back and listen to that one, as well as later on this week, we will hear from you, the audience, with a voicemail episode on Friday. On Thursday, we will do winners and losers from the draft and from free agency. That's right, we're staying five days a week, even through the holidays, so be sure to subscribe wherever it is you get your podcast from. So I want to continue down this path, right? And before the break, we said that you could either go down to Two areas here. You could go to the left and be the magic. And you could be mediocre. You could be a team that always gets to the postseason, but is never more than a first run exit that might steal a game or two from a higher seed. You can go down that route. At least you're in the postseason every year. Or you can go the other way. Because that first route, the magic route, is a route to no end. That's you've hit a dead end, actually. There is no championship. There is no Larry O'Brien trophy. There is nothing there except for one glorious day in the calendar year. Because you do not get to win the lottery that way. And so that likely takes you out of the running for a generational talent that way. You do not get free agents in Orlando or Oklahoma City. You do not win the, again, do not win the championship. So all you get out of that existence in, in, in Orlando is one glorious day in which you jump up and beat a one seed. When you jump up and beat the the, the Bucks in the bubble, when you jump up and beat the Raptors two years ago on their way to a championship, the Raptors, when you do that, you get one satisfying day a year for five, six years, and you're never anything above that. And you know from the second you enter that season what your ceiling is. When the season tips off December 22nd, Every Magic fan knows the highest possible point that team can reach is one playoff win. One playoff win with no sense of direction, with no foundation, with no core, with nothing that's improving. That team, that organization has stayed stagnant. And while it might sound good on paper to continue to go to the postseason, eventually, that's how you also lose your fan base. Because it's predictable. It's like watching a Disney movie. You know the bad guy's never going to win. When you watch a magic season, you know the magic are never going to win. It's predictable. Sure, you might still enjoy watching Toy Story, but the evil Emperor Zurg is never going to beat Buzz Lightyear. And so, after you see that movie a couple times, eventually, it falls on deaf ears and becomes background noise. You do not want your fan base to become apathetic. Because it's really hard to rebound from that. So, tanking is the right option. Rebuilding is the right option. And what's on the line for Oklahoma City, when you go down the opposite path, when you go down the pathway of... Tearing down the team, even what by trading fan favorites like Steven Adams, you put yourself in the running for a generational talent in these amazing draft classes of 2021 and 2022. Because look, Oklahoma City is never going to get a franchise saver. There's never going to be someone to come to Oklahoma City and save the franchise. If you go down that Orlando path, right, the only way that that path makes sense is if you're Miami, who after losing LeBron James, after Chris, Chris Bosch was forced to retire, sadly, after all that went wrong in Miami, they remained a mediocre team that made the play, playoffs, missed the playoffs, got the 14th pick, things like that. But then all of a sudden, Jimmy Butler swoops in, he fits into the culture, he wins you a championship, Eastern Conference Championship, and goes to the NBA Finals. But Oklahoma City does not have a Jimmy Butler. Oklahoma City does not have one of those guys that's going to come to Oklahoma City. Your only bet on a franchise saver in Oklahoma City is Trey Young. And Trey Young is not a surefire thing. None of these guys are a surefire thing. Remember the KD to DC movement from Wizards fans because he was from DC? Remember how everyone here was so sure that Blake Griffin eventually would play for the Thunder in his prime? These things are unpredictable. So you have to control what you can control. Now, Miami. They can bank on eventually someone will fall for the trap of we're South Beach, we're Heat Culture, we're Pat Riley, we're Historic, we're we're a great franchise. Eventually someone will fall for that trap, sign with the organization. Jimmy Butler did. And I'm not saying trap is a bad thing. I'm just saying that they're eventually going to buy into that pitch. Oklahoma City has done everything right as an organization. They've been loyal to their players They've built a good team each and every single year. They've tried their best over and over again. Everyone who leaves this organization talks so highly about it and so proud that they've played for this organization, and yet it will not translate to free agent signings. Therefore, you cannot stay stagnant like the Magic. You cannot. You've got to go draft your Trey Young now. You've got to go draft your Luka Doncic. You've got to go draft your next Russell Westbrook. You've got to go draft your next Kevin Durant. Because they're not signing here for free. They're not signing here in Oklahoma City. They're just not. And the draft in and of itself is a crapshoot. Every draft in every sport is. But you can have the most control of the draft if you're picking at the top. You can point out small examples like what the Nuggets did. Pointing out how Giannis fell. Pointing out how Jokic fell in the Nuggets in the second round. You can point all those things out. But that takes even more luck than winning a lottery. That takes teams passing on generational talents. If you listen to Tuesday's episode, me and Mavs draft made no mistake about it that we think Cade Cunningham is special as generational talent, someone who can truly be your number one, someone who can be a franchise-changing player. Fourteen teams are not passing on Cade Cunningham. Heck, five teams are not passing on Cade Cunningham. So he will never get that low in the draft to make it worthwhile to stay competitive and try to get your franchise player that way. The draft in itself is unpredictable and uncontrollable, but you can control, for the most part, the range in which you're picking. And for Oklahoma City, if you get to that top 10, top 5, which they assuredly will, even with the lottery system, they assuredly will, You have 18 future first-round picks through 2027 to trade up. I understand why it might feel like a long shot to trade up for Cade Cunningham if you don't win the lottery, but I would have said the same thing about Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic, as the draft process went on, inexplicably fell below DeAndre Ayton and Marvin Bagley. Teams talk themselves into dumb players all the time. And then the Mavs make the trade for... Their pick, which, which was Trey Young, of course, and then a future first-round pick, and that was it, and they got Luka Doncic. And now the rest is history. The Mavs are on course to eventually win a title, and heck, might even add Giannis because it's such an amazing appeal to go play with Luka and KP if Giannis does not sign his extension. So that is not out of the realm of possibility. It would be, however, if you go instead of picking at 5 as the Mavs did to wanting to remain competitive and picking at like 14 or 15. That would be a disaster. So tanking is the only way for a small market to go because you do not have the franchise saver. No one's coming to get you. And even if you stay competitive, if you're a consistent first-round exit, as Oklahoma City has been since Kevin Durant left, since Kevin Durant left, they have not gotten out of the first round. If you continue down that path, your franchise and your fan base becomes apathetic, just as they will if you go down the tanking path and never recover. However, coming up, I'll tell you why I will bet my house on disaster not striking and Oklahoma City coming out better on the other side of this tank.
1: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: And we're back on the Locked On Thunder podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter. At Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. And also, this is the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder, so be sure to subscribe wherever it is you get your podcast from. By the way, when this show ends, go check out Hollinger & Duncan. If you want to get basketball smart, it starts by listening to Hollinger & Duncan Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It is with NBA analytics pioneer and front office insider John Hollinger who joins Dunk Don's podcast host, Nate Duncan, to bring you scouting reports, game breakdowns, salary cap analysis, and more. So be sure to subscribe to the Hollinger and Duncan podcast, wherever it is you hear podcasts from. I want to talk now about more questions around this tank and why you should not fear the worst. Because, look, Oklahoma City went down the path of trying to contend. From the Kevin Durant days, whenever he left... They've still put their efforts into contending first before the tank. They could have immediately went to tanking after Kevin Durant left. But they tried with Russell Westbrook. They tried with Chris Paul. They tried with Paul George. They tried with Gallinari. They tried with Steven Adams. They tried with Carmelo Anthony. They tried, but it's time to rebuild now. So the first question that a lot of fans have is, what is tanking? And yes, they do have that question. So tanking is trying to lose. Now this gets misconstrued a lot of times. It is just a way for the media to say that they're trying to lose. Obviously, those players on the court each night will want to win the game. Mark Degnod, Shea, Dort, Baisley, anyone who plays for the Thunder this year will want to win every single game. They just will not have the talent on their roster to win by design because they want to lose from the front office standpoint. They want to lose and get the top pick. So why should you still watch? If the common goal here is to lose and the goal here is to win the lottery, why should you not just check out until the ping pong balls go up in the air and we see if Oklahoma City lands up, uh, ends up with Cade Cunningham on the top pick? Why should you not check out? Well, there's still going to be fun storylines around this team. I've talked about it at nauseum on this podcast, but this roster has a lot of fun things about it. That while it will lose games, this is not going to be the process Sixers. They're not going to get blown out every single night. In fact, I would bet right now that they keep it competitive and keep it close more often than not. Even if they do lose, and whenever they do lose, it'll still be competitive. But you're going to want to be a part of watching Shea grow. You're going to want to be a part of watching Lou Dort grow. You're going to want to be a part of watching Day- uh, Baisley come into his own watching Poku coming into his own, watching Teo come into his own, you're going to want to be a part of that because when these guys get to the other side of this tank, it'll make it that much sweeter. It'll make it that much more important to you and that much more impactful to you than if you check out now, let them grow without you watching and then hop back in later on. You'll feel a more... You'll feel more connected to the franchise if you continue to watch. And again, they're still going to try their hardest on the court there every single night. They're going to try their hardest. They're just not going to have enough talent to win. But they will show you signs of improvement each and every night. They'll show you things you can take away each and every night. And you know what? If you watch the games and then listen to this podcast the next day, I will show you and tell you what they showed us. And we can talk about their development every single day. So that's what you should still watch. The next question I saw from mainly an older demographic was, what if will this make the Thunder leave town now because they're gonna be so bad? And and what if they what if they lose so many fans because they're so bad? And what if they move and, and leave the city? That's not gonna happen. It's simply not gonna happen. you do not need to worry about that at all. Oklahoma City is not going to to relocate after a couple bad years. They're just not. Are they gonna lose their global footprint because this organization has become such a, a a global organization. Sure, because if you're not from Oklahoma City and if you're not from Oklahoma, then what do you care about now? A losing team. Those people were fans of Russell Westbrook or Stephen Adams or Paul George or Carmelo Anthony or Chris Paul or KD. Yes, those fans around the world who have never had any attachment to Oklahoma or have never even been to Oklahoma or Oklahoma City, yes, those fans around the world are probably going to die off now. But they'll be back if they start winning again. That's just how it's going to go. If you draft Cade Cunningham and he turns out to be an elite player, then they'll be a fan of him and then by proxy a fan of Oklahoma City. But I have tremendous faith in the Oklahoma City fan base and the Oklahoma fan base that they're still going to support Oklahoma City night in and night out to where there's no point to worry about the Thunder moving. There really aren't. There's really not any point to worry about this at all. The Kings are in Sacramento still. Oklahoma City will have plenty of time in Oklahoma City. So why are they rebuilding was another question. They already had such a good team. They had a good team with Kevin Durant. They had a good team with Russell Westbrook. They had a good team with Chris Paul. Why are they rebuilding? Well, first of all, as you all know, Kevin Durant leaving was not their choice. They did not decide to have Kevin Durant leave. Russell Westbrook and Paul George leaving was not their choice. Paul George requested a trade. Russell Westbrook followed suit. And then you got to this team where, yes, they were a fun team. One of my favorite Thunder teams of all time. Even though they were a first-round exit, they were one of my favorite teams. But Chris Paul is a risky contract right now. I know he had a fantastic year. I know he did some amazing things for this organization. But he's a small point guard with an injury history. And again, how many more times do you need to see a 1st round exit? Because you've seen a 1st round exit every single year since Kevin Durant left. Steven Adams, you know, that I think is on the back end of his career already. Just he's put so many miles on his body from the time he entered the league that I'm not sure his game will ever translate to the modern era. And so this team needed to rebuild. The Elinari, you're not going to pay him. You should have paid him. The Hawks paid him. So this team already was not going to be good enough. So you have to rebuild. But a lot of this was circumstantial. And they've made the most of it. So what comes next? Well, you have to understand, again, this is not the process Sixers. This is not going to take as long as the Sixers uh, took. The, The starting point for Oklahoma City is almost unfair. The starting point for Oklahoma City is further along than any team I can remember tanking. Because you do have the 18 future first-round picks through 2027. And you're not going to use all of them in the draft. You're not going to make 18 selections. You're going to trade some of those picks. Look, there's a new disgruntled star in the NBA every other month. So sitting and accumulating all these picks that you can is a great thing. Because whenever you do draft your next-generational talent, whenever you do draft Cade Cunningham with Shea, Baisley, Dort, Poku, Teo when you do draft that generational talent you can add to it with those picks by trading for a proven NBA star so your starting point right now in my opinion is that shea at worst is a number two on a, on a championship contending team you have set yourself up greatly to get one of the generational talents, In the 2021 class, you have set yourself up greatly to get another great talent in the 2022 class. And you'll still have an abundance of picks left over to go trade for an NBA All-Star or trade for an NBA Superstar. So what comes next? Well, you're going to lose this year. On December 22nd, starting the season, you're going to see Oklahoma City lose a ton of games. And you're going to lose next year. The following season after this one, you're going to lose. But after that, after 2021 season, you're going to take the next step. Again, 2020 season, 2021 season, you're losing. But 2022, you're going to turn the corner. Now, you're not a championship contender at that point, but you're going to be able to see it come together. You're going to be able to see the young talent and look at them the same way you looked at them in 2009 and said, wow, they are they're gonna be good real soon. They're gonna be good really quickly. And then from there, in twenty twenty-three, you take the next step and you become a second round team. And then and then you become, you know, a, a conference finals team, and then you become a championship team, and you just continue to climb the ladder. As long as you connect and you and you hit your draft pick in twenty-one and twenty two, this rebuild should take two years. It should be a two-year rebuild where you're just absolutely tanking. And then from there, you're starting to become a competitive young team where the writing is on the wall that eventually this team will be really good. And then you become a, a playoff competitive team, And then you become a championship competitive team. That's the next step from here. It should not take that long as long as you nail your draft pick in 2021 and 2022. And look, the Thunder have potentially three first-round picks next year in a draft class with multiple multiple generational talents. That is a heck of a start to add to Shea. To add to Lou Dort, who in the bubble, I said, has the potential to be the greatest defender of all time. To add to Darius Baisley, who is just scratching the surface of what he can be. To add to Poku, who the Thunder themselves have targeted for years uh, over this last year, and apparently is the best basketball player ever known to man is going to turn into into such, is is eventually going to be Giannis if you ask some people. That's a heck of a starting point with 18 future first-round picks. You got Tao Maldon, who I think is a first-round talent. You've got pieces in place here. You should embrace tanking. You should embrace the losing. You should watch the team lose and grow because it will not take long. You're staring down the barrel of of two, three losing seasons before you're right back as a perennial contender. Before you're right back as a perennial playoff team. This is not going to turn into the Kings. You have to trust Sam Presti and trust this organization and this ownership group, the front office, that this will not be what the Kings have turned into today. And it might be scary for the first time since Oklahoma City got here that they're asking you to be okay with losing. But scared money don't make money, as our famed GM once said. And you know what? If you enjoyed the KD Harden-Westbrook era, that doesn't happen without Seattle tanking. Sam Presti, this organization, has already proven that they can tank and proven that they can build a team. You just didn't see it because it happened in Seattle. You didn't have to experience it. You didn't have to go through it. Because when they got here, it was go time. But pretty quickly, it'll be go time again. So you should look forward to December 22nd. You should look forward to next season. Because after that, you're going to see the fruits of Sam Pressy's labor. 18 future first-round picks. Shea. Dort. Bazley, Poku, Teo, and hopefully Cade Cunningham. This is going to be an amazing run to go on, and I cannot wait to share it each and every day of it with you. And thank you for making me a part of your Thunder journey, but it's going to be a very fun one. As Sam Presti would say, you've got to shift the odds. In Oklahoma City, the odds of drafting a generational talent are stacked against you. But they did it three straight times. In Oklahoma City, the odds of acquiring a generational talent are stacked against you. But they did it three times. Chris Paul, Paul George, Carmelo Anthony. Acquiring 18 future first-round picks, that shifts the odds in your favor. So you should be confident in Sam Presti. You should be confident in this ownership group until they show you that you can't be. Oklahoma City has had an amazing off season, and I cannot wait to see how this pans out down the line. And I'll be here every single day, breaking it all down. If you have any more questions about the tank or what this season is going to turn into, hit me up on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Follow the show on Twitter at Thunderpod. Email the show, LLThunderPod.com. Call into the show 405-362-7128. 405-362-7128. On tomorrow's show, we'll do winners and losers from the NBA offseason. We're also, on Friday, going to hear from you, the audience, with a voicemail episode. So be sure to call in, leave a voicemail of questions, comments, concerns, or takes that you have about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Be sure to go back and listen to Tuesday's episode with our draft expert talking about the 2020 class and the 2021 draft classes and how they're so important for Oklahoma City. Be good. And be good to one another. And we'll see you tomorrow on Locked On Thunder. a perfect ending to a historic day!
1: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.